You're listening to Key Conversations for Leaders. This is episode number eight. Welcome, everybody. On today's show, we're going to be talking about how to go north with top-rated podcaster Dom Brightman. We'll be discussing how to advance yourself by advancing others with a service mindset, the importance of thinking versus reacting, the need for consistency in our performance, and why we want to change our zip code and choose a more demanding environment. It's the simple things that we do every day that determines our success. It's the routines, the rituals, the small decisions that we make, and the conversations that we have on a daily basis that build on each other to create momentum towards our vision. That's what this show is about. Better conversations for better leaders. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Key Conversations for Leaders. I'm your host, John Ryan, and today we have a very special guest, Dominique Dom Brightman. Dom is an award-winning speaker and certified member of the John Maxwell team. He is the author of Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself, and the follow-up bestseller, Stay the Course, The Elite Performer's Seven Secrets to Sustainable Success. Dom's also the host of the Going North podcast, a top-rated self-help podcast that interviews authors from all over the world. His mantra is, advance others to advance yourself. Welcome to the show, Dom. Thanks a bunch for having me, John. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for being here. You know, Dom, I want to start by asking you, I know that you were relatively young when you first got into personal growth and development, as well as leadership. Can you tell us a little bit about how your journey began? Sure thing. So funny enough, back in 2012, where we thought the world was going to end and all that happened was us losing Twinkies for a month. Got into a car accident on my 21st birthday in September of that year, and funny enough, I was on my way to IT security class, funny enough, and got into that accident, and I was able to walk out alive without a scratch, thank God, even though I couldn't say the same about my car at the time, and then a couple months later, I was in a library, a local library, with my part-time job at the time, and I was in a leadership section, and I picked up a book called The Five Levels of Leadership by John C. Maxwell, and that book that I read and actually listened to an audiobook actually helped me to really pivot and get myself onto a new path of personal development and listening to a bunch of other folks and even upgrading my game to having a goal of 50 plus books read a year and to have a New Year's mantra for every single year as a one word. Well, I wouldn't say one word. I'd say a one to three word mantra because sometimes I mean massive action, it's two words and I don't think you want to Call them massive action. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of really how I kind of got the start onto the personal and professional development because that wasn't really a focus at the time. It happened here and there with the influence of my parents, with my mother being a teacher and working for the county as government employee, and my father being a retired bus driver, as well as a army veteran in the 82nd Airborne Division. Of course, there was the whole classic principles that were seeped into me through growth, but it really just hit the tail running and climbed up the mountain after 2013 started. What is your mantra for this year? Yeah, my mantra for this year is stay in motion, but that's kind of hard considering the pandemic. (laughs) You know, it really is. I could see that. Stay in motion. I, I like that. May I ask you, what was it about John Maxwell's books that really drew you in and kind of lit that fire inside? 
Funny enough, the first book I picked up from the Five O's Leadership, even though it was great and helped me to get started, it was one of his other books, one called Thinking for a Change, where he listed multiple questions, and five of them are my favorite. I like to call them the five questions to design your day. It's where you first ask yourself, what good will I do today? And then you can ask yourself, what did I learn today? And write down the answer. And then when the day is over, you can ask yourself the other questions of what did I share and what good did I do today? And really just getting me to think, because a lot of people out there don't do thinking at all, even with this pandemic. I mean, with some people nowadays, they've been trapped for weeks on end and they're really rethinking some relationships because they've been forced to think (laughs) because of this time where it's like, all right, the earth is resetting in some ways. And you have to get to the point where in the future, you have to make sure that you're doing your own resetting and your own thinking before crisis forces you to rethink. So really just all of his, just all of his books, a lot of them are great, but thinking for a change, the 21 qualities of a leader and the book he released last year, leader shift. Those are probably my top three favorites from him because his writings have really transformed the lives of millions of people because I heard about him through his books before speaking and even him himself when he's on stage, especially during at the training, he mentions how the writing is really how folks are introduced to John Maxwell, not as speaking. And when you hear him speaking, especially when he gives it his all on stage, it's like, wow, like that's where I want to be, especially since at this time he's 73 and still at the peak of his career right now, to be honest. So that's really why John really influences me because he himself has been studying leadership for decades, applied it to his own life. And he's putting out words that will live on this earth long after he's gone, whenever that time is, hopefully it's not any time soon. And the fact that it's changed my life and it's changed countless other lives as well. So you're really inspired by John's message and really taking his ideas, his concepts and leveraging them through all the things that he does, including the books out there. Was that one of the inspirations for your first book? Funny enough, it led to it. Me eventually writing my own book was seeing another guy by the name of Daniel Alley in action back when he was 20, I'd say around 25, 24. He was around two years older than me back in 2014. And he was giving this speech. He was going around and his mission was to speak at 100 different Toastmasters clubs to not only promote himself and to sell a few books since he was a millennial author, but to also get his name out there as a speaker. And he had this speech called How to Act Like a Leader. And ACT is to be audacious, contagious, and tenacious. And he really displayed that because this is young guy who's a couple years older than me promoting himself. And when I picked up his book to support him, all the stuff he had written was the stuff I was already reading about. So that one night was just a seed of inspiration to help me eventually go down the path and take my personal development and self-development to eventually create my own version of success and eventually helping others do the same literally with their own books. So one man's action was the inspiration to help someone else find their own life because that's one of the golden keys to leadership is helping others and enriching others by helping them discover their own riches within themselves. Absolutely. And then we have a ripple effect on those that we impact and how they impact others. And it goes on and on. Your first book, 
which is called Going North, which I'm assuming is a, a play on words, a play on the idea that when things go south, I mean, obviously you don't want things to go south. You want them to go north. I mean, am I close to, to where you were coming from that, or was there more to the story? Oh, you are correct. Funny enough, my old Bible teacher in high school would sometimes say in the middle of the years, like, all right, guys, the grades are starting to head south. We got to get them going north again, guys. Come on, get with it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't mind, what are some of the tips and techniques that, that you think are most important to help people to go north in life right now? Sure thing. And one of those tips to help you go north is to read more books. And for those who may have more time on their hands and those who may not who even have the same amount of time as they had before, try to set aside time to read at least 10 pages of a book per day, preferably a personal development book that'll give you some actionable advice that you can implement immediately or do in a short time frame. Because that's what helped me a lot is because one thing about me, even though I had a part-time job and I was around books a lot, I really didn't realize the power of books until after the 2012 and the 2013 rebirth of myself. And that's just taking that action of reading the books and taking action from what I'm reading and putting it into my life and acting on it. Because one of the things I picked up from my reading was to walk slowly through the crowd. Because Mac, John Maxwell's father would do this as a pastor, and I did this with my own life. And this was with my job at the library at the time where I was looking to get promoted. And one of the things to help me advance was by taking extra time with customers and making sure that they are truly satisfied and truly got the assistance that they need. And one lady that I was helping out with the PowerPoint presentation invited me to be a guest speaker at her career day for high school students next door, all because I set aside that extra time to make sure that I continue to get better with serving others, but also taking that time to listen as well, because leaders listen and listening is one of the golden keys of leadership, because when you listen, you get to learn more information and that information can help you decide how to move forward, how to retreat and think, how can I move forward and pivot to a different direction? And not to mention that information to help you not only advance your life, but also advance others. So reading is one thing. Listening is another. Another tip that I mention in the book would be to also join the classic audio school of listening to a bunch of great podcasts like this one, as well as others and audiobooks and heck, hopping on YouTube and listening to great things that can really put you over the edge and making sure that you're very selective about what you listen to as well, because our minds are our garden and we have to water them and add fertilizer like the water is the constant attention that we put into our minds by what we listen to and what we watch and the fertilizer are the information that we have so the water is that attention and that action you take from implementing what you read and what you hear and adding it to your life so those are just a few of the things that i mentioned in the first book that have helped me and that i can hope help the folks who are listening at the moment and and you've been living these principles and and not only consuming information like you already said you know about a book a week it sounds like on average plus pouring into many many podcasts and and not only that but also you have a lot of podcasts like with your podcast going north the going north podcast over the last couple of years you've done a couple hundred shows yes sir yes sir and 
I can't believe it's been, <laughs> I can't believe it's still going to be honest because I really wasn't thinking that far ahead. And I have to admit that's a part of one of my blind spots that I'm working on is future truthing and future visioning because a lot of the things that we speak about, we really bring about. And I didn't really speak about at one point when I started the podcast to get 200 plus episodes in. Because right now the goal is over a thousand different authors from around the globe and I'm about 250 in and they keep going like that. And it's just the power of consistency. And that's even something as a reminder for those who may not be familiar with it is the fact that success is showing up. And rule number two as a follow up is to contribute. And part three of that is to stay consistent because if you show up, you contribute and you're consistent with your contribution, especially if it's a nice, great contribution to the world, then folks are going to take notice because after episode 32 back in 2018, I got this random email from Interview Connections to interview Damian Lupo, this black belt martial arts millionaire with multiple books. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. And then another email popped up from Meryl Moss Media to interview another guy with his book, Unlocking Greatness. And I'm like, dude, this guy is the compass on the cover of his book. Of course I'll have him on my show. And all these other <laughs> interviews just kept coming in. And I'm like, where did y'all find me? I'm just some random black guy in Baltimore. And funny enough, one of the, after I was done recording with a guy out in New Mexico, he told me I was on a list of other podcasters on Steve Walsh's list of the top 660 podcasts in the world. And I'm like, dude, how the heck did I get on this list? And it's all because of consistency, being a good listener and making sure you just treat people right and promote yourself. What's been the most surprising thing about talking with over 200 authors from around the world who are experts in a variety of industries? I have to say that all of us are the same, whether we want to believe it or not. Granted, our areas and realms of expertise, our wheelhouses are different. At the end of the day, we're all human. We all want to enjoy ourselves, to have a nice, good laugh every once in a while, because one of my greatest joys out of the podcast is not only the self-growth and personal development from every guest and getting value from them and helping them get the word out there. But also, at the end of the interview now, especially when I'm just being random and being myself and really tapped into my own inner weirdness, they actually get a laugh out of it. And they're like, that's like the best laugh I had in a long time and just making them feel better because if you're going to advance others to advance yourself. If you're making folks feel better, you in turn will feel better because that's really lighting someone else's candle with your own flame because there may be folks who have net worths 10 times the size as mine, but at the end of the day, they had upbringings that may have been extra rough, but they still just want to be successful in some way or another with their skills to pay the bills. That makes sense. I, I know, especially with your second book, you're really talking about the, the secret skills of top performers, elite performers, as you say. What does that phrase elite performer mean to you? Uh, yes, an elite performer is a person that is not only a consistent performer, but also a person that always consistently adds true value to others and himself by making sure that he stays on the top of his or her game. What do you think is some of the primary characteristics that separates the average performer from the elite performer? 
Ah, uh, yes. The thing that separates the average performer from the elite performer is habit awareness. And that's one of the keys right there is habit awareness because we all have habits and there's a difference between the two. There's the set of habits where you just go through the day instead of getting out the day. I mean, then there's the other set of the habits where you know that a good day starts the night before. So if you get some sleep, no matter what time you go to bed at this point, depending on your situation at the time you're listening to this, at least getting a good seven and a half hours of sleep because one thing that really set me back after the publishing of my first book is that I was having a little bit of insomnia from all this time where I wasn't paying attention to my own inner well of energy because I was going to bed maybe 12 or 2 and I'm lucky if I got three hours of sleep because I was spreading myself too thin. I was leading a group at a Toastmasters meeting. I was president of one club overseeing 17 clubs in the northern Maryland area at my full-time 40-hour week job, also being one of the caregivers for my dying father, and even trying to promote my own book and start my own business. And just doing all of that and taking no time and setting aside no time for myself really put me at a rock-bottom moment. And a lack of sleep was one of the things that contributed to that. And a lot of folks who may have sleeping issues, they may say, ah, if I get some coffee, I can chug it along. I can go on for the day. But no, it's not that good because after a while you're going to be seeing things Funny enough one of my personal trends at the time he mentioned how he tried to run without sleep and on day 14 he was seeing spirits <laughs> and he was part native american so <laughs> when you see spirits and you're trying to run on red bull for 14 days that ain't good <laughs> so you don't want to be seeing spirits and not only getting enough good sleep but also making sure that you have a diet or at least making sure that you're eating healthy food or at least having a good enough diet where you're getting a, enough water. There's this tip that Julie Renee Doring gives out is the fact that she tries to sip water every half hour during the day. It's a way to keep the body hydrated, especially the brain, because for those, especially in the U.S. where we have so much access to clean water for the most part, like a lot of folks are walking around dehydrated because they try not to like the taste of water. They prefer all these other soft drinks and sugary drinks over water. But water, it's really great. And the body's mostly water, so you're basically keeping yourself liquid for a good reason. And a lot of folks who have Alzheimer's and dementia, my father included, before his death was dehydrated. And that's one of the main causes of memory loss because if you don't keep yourself hydrated with water, then you won't be at your peak level. So I keep a big old bottle of water in the back seat of my car when I'm out in the go, so that way I can at least stay as close to that half hour as possible, at least on the hour every hour, and sipping that water to not only keep my body hydrated, but my brain hydrated. Because if I'm going to be delivering my best, I need to be at my best, and my brain needs to be at its best to call back that information in the deep recesses of my mind after all these years of studying, listening, and absorbing from others at that perfect moment. And if you can't reach that moment because you don't have the key to unlock that gate via water, then you're basically at a loss and you won't be that top elite performer. You started with the idea of awareness, then also kind of bringing in this concept of sleep and eating well uh, and also making sure you're drinking plenty of water. So having an awareness, 
mostly I think it sounds like habits. Like habits are really one of the main indicators or or main things that separate someone who's an average performer versus someone who who can actually perform at the highest level. What do you think really holds people back from going for it and stepping up their game and you know be becoming the best that they can be. What are some of the things you think that are holding people back from going down that path of personal growth and development? The main thing is this classic Jim Rohn quote where he says, the things that are easy to do are easy not to do. And the thing is, these things, to be honest, I really haven't said nothing really truly new thus far because when you think about it, nothing is new under the sun, but I may have said it with the right flavor for you to get the message in the point. But I think that's one of the major reasons why people don't actually do these things because they're so easy to do with the access that we have to things out there. Despite financial crisis, there's still a high possibility of having access to wealth and abundance. And it's so easy not to do because it's like, hey, I could drink some extra water during the day, but hey, I mean, I I, I can't either. I mean, the water's there, but I could not drink it. Hey, I could probably have a banana in the morning as opposed to that blueberry muffin or that cream cheese stuffed bagel. I mean, I mean, they both taste good, but you know what? I think that bagel's called me. I like cream cheese. And really, it's all not only the fact that it's so easy to do and easy not to do, but also in the mind as well and trying to figure out and focus on, all right, so what? What one question I can ask myself to really get myself in a better place? And that one question to start off would be, how can I ensure that I am living on this planet in this form as long as I can? And thinking of ways to expand yourself so that way you can fulfill that goal. And really doing simple things like that of trying to get more sleep, making sure you are aware that you're drinking more water throughout the day and even saying hi to people, even people you haven't said in a while and being aware of your daily habits and making sure you fill your mind and having brain care in mind is really what holds people back. It's really just the fact that it's so easy to change, but it's also easy not to change. That makes sense. So it's really simple, but we make it harder than it really needs to be. It sounds like, and we go for what's easy sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's how uh, they <laughs> program all this darn technology on the smartphone because they studied the brain and realized, you know what? The brain likes to be lazy, you know? The brain likes to be lazy. So, you know what? Let's feed their laziness. Let's make it easier for them. Let's have them glued to these zombie apocalypse devices and make sure that they enjoy it and not try to enjoy the positive stuff. Let's, let's try to sell them stuff. That voice sounds so ominous, by the way. All right, good. <laughs> he, did a, he did a great job. But but you're right. You could go, you know, and and start writing a book, which I know you you've helped people do as well. Or you can look at your phone and scroll up for a couple hours. And the dopamine fix is is so easy to do. So I, I totally can see that. But let me let me kind of ask you a question though. A lot of people I work with sometimes they are they have great potential but they find themselves in a situation and environment where they can't really flourish or they're not gelling or vibing with the environment. What would you say to someone who's kind of struggling with that issue? 
Sure thing. I just, I'd have to say, get around a better environment. Like, for example, I kind of had this issue where I was trying to make a name for myself in Toastmasters by volunteering, and I was a part of two separate clubs, but I had an opportunity to oversee a set of clubs that were about a good 10 to 20 miles outside of my immediate zone. So basically, I would go and visit different areas and volunteer in those areas, eventually moving up the ranks where I was getting known in a different zip code and getting around different people that were more positive. So for those listening to this right now, if you haven't heard of Toastmasters, that's something you can do. Find a Toastmasters club, and there's a lot of clubs that are meeting virtually now during the pandemic. And also meetups. There could be virtual meetups that are still happening right there. There are also positive Facebook groups out there, especially if you're in the podcasting space. Uh, I believe the podcast support group is probably the biggest and most helpful now. And just really choosing to be around those people that will help you to feel better about yourself. Because if you change your zip code, you'll it'll eventually change your mind as well. Because when you change your environment, you'll eventually change your actions, especially if it's an environment where the demand is a lot higher than your normal environment. Because if they demand more of you because they see more potential in you, then you're going to perform greater. If it's one of those work situations where there's a lot of water cooler talks or whatever. And I mean, considering the moment now, there may be times where that may not be happening as much. It could be just that moment of getting within yourself and doing some self-reflection. And when it comes time for your lunch break, or your dinner break, use this time to not sit in the cafeteria or at your desk to actually get outside of your office to enjoy some nature. Maybe sit in your car if you want to listen to some great music or something that'll educate you, inform you, or even listening to some stand-up material as well, because it's great to educate yourself, but there's always room for a little entertainment here and there so you can stay a little lighthearted. That's the advice I have to say for folks to get out of your metaphorical comfort zone by getting into a different zip code, and if not a different zip code, by changing your usual routine of being in usual areas and get around folks that'll challenge you to be better than before. Right. It's that idea that we are the average of the the five people that we spend the most time with. So get into a different zip code, as you said. I like that because it's about influence. Who are some of the biggest influences that have positively impacted your life? Sure thing. So, of course, Maxwell's the easy answer. Uh, Daniel, I mentioned him earlier in the interview as well as the guy who inspired me. And my parents were also influencers as well because my father himself, he never finished high school. He got drafted into war and he never sought to really finish his education. And not only dehydration, but a touch of a depression led him to his Alzheimer's. And that's all because he didn't chase his dreams because he wanted to be a pilot, but education was something that held him back. So he told me to make sure I didn't make the same mistake and educated myself. So that was one thing I decided to do. My mother herself, my first ever public speaking coach is my mom, because she was a Southern girl out of South Carolina, but she was the one who was always tutoring and teaching others to be smarter and do math and reading and write and sign their names. And she had a touch of a Southern accent, but that was gone by the time I came around and she made sure that I spoke extremely well. And she probably is a little disappointed every now and then when I 
jokingly talk a little Southern and dropping letters at the end of words because I listen to so many Southern motivational speakers like Mike Murdoch and Grant Cardone <laughs> and a little bit of the Hodge Twins for Entertainment where the mm-hmm. Southern accent's a little more fun and it comes out because what you are is what you listen to and you listen to something so much eventually become it. So those are just a few of the folks that are influencing me now and that still influence me to this day. Speaking of influences like that, what are your top books that you're reading right now? And I know I know you read a ton of books. Yeah, so what are the ones you're reading right now? Let's see here. Here's one that I'm going through a bit slowly. It's called Positioning by Al Rise and Jack Trout. I'm not sure if this came before or after their book, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, but Positioning, that's one book I'm going through at the moment that actually came to the top of my head because it's really a battle to be in the minds of your ideal customer, your ideal client, your perfect client avatar, as some call it, is to get into their minds in their top five because those who really really around you the most are the ones you're going to be thinking about the most. So positioning is one. Uh, let's see. Still going through John Maxwell's book, Leadership. I like to flip through that book every now and then. Also rereading the Bible. In particular, this one I'm reading Charles Stanley's Life Principles Bible. And I, I think it was in Joshua when I was talking about idols. And funny enough, like reading his expository message on that on that scripture and realize, hey, it's like it's those the classic of making sure you have no idols in your life. I read so many books nowadays that at one time, after reading that, I realized, wait, books became an idol of mine. I was dedicating more time to reading and not more time to my spiritual walk. And I had to drill back just a bit on the reading and making sure I did some more silent meditation. So making sure that I meditate and focus more on the Lord, my Savior, and my spiritual walk. And just focusing on that. So those are just a few of the books that are on the top man I'm going through at the moment. I've probably got, uh, I'm probably going through like 10 books at a time. But those are the ones that are at the top of my mind at the moment. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with our with our audience about you know leadership, about going north, or about performing at the highest levels? Sure thing. I'd have to say about leadership and performance is that, you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. Make sure that you have self-care in mind and self-liking. I don't want to say self-love because that can go a little too far, and I don't want to create more Kanye's out there, even though I like a lot of his music. So making sure that you like yourself, keep self-care in mind, take care of yourself and your inner well metaphorically. So that way, when folks come and draw from you and your positivity and your energy, you'll have plenty to give. Excellent. Dom, thank you so much for being here and spending this time with us and sharing your message. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Sure thing. Thanks again, John, for the invite and having me on, man. You are good old JR, as I like to call you, Mr. John Ryan, baby. I appreciate you for having me <laughs> on, man. And as for folks, feel free to type in dombrightman.vip, or if your phone wants to be easy, you can type in dombrightman.com. I just shout out VIP first since that's better on mobile devices. And that's what a lot of folks are using nowadays. And feel free to Google me as well. You'll find the podcast, you'll find the books, you'll find everything you need to know about me. To hear more from Dom and the hundreds of experts he's interviewed on his podcast, check out the Going North podcast or visit dombrightman.com. That's D-O-M-B-R-I-G-H-T-M-O-N 
www.ethicsmartleadership.com. Until next time, develop yourself, empower others, and lead by example. Thanks for listening to Key Conversations for Leaders with your host, John Ryan. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have a specific problem or topic that you'd like addressed on the show, send an email to john at keyconvo.com and we'll do our best to bring it into the conversation. Thank <laughs> you.